The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests as individuals and do not necessarily reflect those of advertisers or sponsors. This show is intended as entertainment and commentary only. The producers strive for verisimilitude, but nothing said on this podcast should be taken as fact by the listener or viewer without performing due diligence. The existence, the physical universe, is basically playful. There is no necessity for it whatsoever. It isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that it ought to arrive at. This is Keep Your Hat On, a show by three nerdy nobodies and one nerdy kind of somebody about nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is brought to you by the Narrow Band Broadcast Network, NBBN, The Focus, is on you by podsquadpdx.com painless podcasting and by the kind support of kyho fans everywhere via patreon patreon create on your own terms on this episode the west coast hats talk fireworks and crunchy flammable lawns dr mark suddenly appears out of nowhere and robert brings in the most bird brain conspiracy to date Wow, scriptwriter, no puns? What are you ch- God damn it! Ugh. Anyway, here's Andrew, Robert, Dr. Mark, and as ever, Chris. And hello and welcome back. This is Keep Your Hat On, the show where hell even we don't know where we're going to go. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friends Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano and... Dr. Mark Peterson, Professor of Philosophy, currently on sabbatical and living life large. How's everybody doing, guys? Yeah. It's been a hell of a week. It's, it's melting this week. It has I'm been a hell of a week. Hey, you know uh, what? Uh, Monday, I went bowling for the first time since this pandemic. Right. Did they have air conditioning in the bowling alley? They and always And I want to let you know that there are some things that never change. Right. How'd it go, dude? <laughs> um, the, the smell of so, stale beer and, and shoe spray. Yeah, I, I used I used the side bumpers, <laughs> and I broke my score of thirty by two. Oh, good boy! Pat yourself on the back. Listen to all that applause. Yeah. I, I mean, it really uh, it made the two-year-olds that were in the house look good. Right? Look well, like you, awesome. you know, you got to you got to okay, start so you, you got to start building them up young. So yeah, that's you it. Used, you used the bumpers, but you didn't use the the launch ramp. Oh no, I grannied that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is an underrated form in bowling. And actually, I remember. I mean, again, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so bowling is baked into every single person in the same way that yeah. you always wind up at some point in your life owning a cheese head hat. One, uh, one of the three B's in Wisconsin: exactly. bowling, bratwurst, and of course. Beers. Beer. Um, but uh, I, they actually had at one of my local bowling alleys, and I actually lived behind a bowling alley for the first oh, yeah. 15 years of my life in Germantown, oh, yeah. where I came from. But um, uh, when I was uh, slightly older and able to imbibe, uh, they had a bowling uh, tournament that was exclusively granny delivery. It was exclusively oh, through, yeah. It was like the longest goddamn bowling wow. tournament ever. It was they, people weren't rushing up to the line and towing up. You know, it was all <laughs> I gotta get this all right. And uh, so, my only connection to bowling, uh, I mean, for me, bowling has been a weird thing because 
I look at a bowling ball and I get an elbow bleed. Wow. And so, uh, <laughs> and, 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 Slightly uh, different so, circumstances, Chris. You get a pass. But, yeah. but I've always loved going to the bowling alley with my friends. My thing was, you know, being the artist that I am, my thing was, oh, cool. I'll be the scorekeeper. I'll make sure the beers, you know, the pitcher is always full, that kind of thing. Uh, but I was always trying to figure out ways to make funny things appear on the screen. Sure. You know, on the on the scorecard. And my friends would always get pissed at me because I'd come up with this art, but I would totally screw the score. <laughs> it's not that important. Well, yeah. um, the big thing happening here in the Pacific Northwest, which we often jokingly refer to as the Pacific Northwest, uh, which is decidedly not right now, is uh, hope all the rest of our listeners around the United States, particularly towards the uh, south and east and the eastern seaboard, are doing okay because we sent you all a big fat dose of, oh my God, we're melting. Uh, we wound up... <laughs> We wound up here in Portland. Uh, we broke uh, the th- we broke the all time temperature record three consecutive times on three consecutive days, and yeah. at the highest temperature, we wound up with a temperature here in Portland Metro of a hundred and seventeen fucking degrees. It was ridiculous. Now this was back in June at the end of June, Portland on average, sees about 8 to 10 100-degree days a year. Hmm. Our our temperature record up until God decided to hate us or whatever was, uh, I think we are 106 at the yeah, airport, I think, I think right. or somewhere around there. Um, yeah. We started out the heat wave uh, with a high 90-something day, which for us here, not that big a deal. But um, that was followed by a day of 108, followed by a day of 111, followed by a day of 117 degrees. And I think I've said this on the on the program before, but it used to be in Portland there was a week in August. Yeah, that's what that's the one you can count on. Would get 90, 95, maybe 100, and I, I was okay with that. I'm one of those people that. 85 is uh, uh, 80 to 85. Anything past 80 is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> anything past 85. What he's not saying is this is one of the reasons why Robert escaped Southern California. <laughs> right. It's right. unnecessary past 85. Yeah. And so it was nice to be able to count on that week. It was when those days broke free of that week and started wandering all over the calendar. Yeah. Um, that's just not cool, man. And I mean, there were, there was a time, there was a time, I think about, uh, 2011, 2012, we had a string where it was 104, 506, somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Um, for, and that was late July, beginning of August for this crap to have happened to us in June. I just want to say to all our viewers and listeners, if you have any questions about climate change and its veracity, Please take some time to educate yourself and reevaluate your position because yeah, for sure. All our, I mean, we're to the point where they're starting to get people warmed up to warmed up. We're starting to get people used to the idea of rolling blackouts and brownouts here in the Pacific Northwest, oh, particularly yeah, in Seattle. Seattle by uh, population has the lowest level of air conditioning in the United States because they just simply don't deal with this don't stuff. Need it. 
Seattle topped out at 111 or 112 degrees over this same mm-hmm. period. And this came from this heat dome that, um, right. and, and really just, and I kind of am a, a meteorological nerd. I find weather fascinating. Um, and I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a shot of it up here. This is what a heat dome from hell looks like. Um, and, uh, really what it's about is climate change has affected the jet stream that for the most part used to stay, uh, well up in Canada. And, uh, primarily it would come, it would skirt the, uh, top of the Yukon, uh, and then come over and typically be around 400 or 500 miles north of the Canadian border into Canada. This is the Arctic jet stream, right? Exactly. Right. It used right, to circle right. and, and keep everything happily. Yeah, and, and, it, yeah it worked as it worked as a wall to keep yeah. uh, to well to keep our two great nations away from each other. Um, right. But it's now. So I have a question, Andy. Yeah. As you're talking about this, and has has you know these things? Does this have anything to do with the vortex split that we? That's a good the multiple vortex splits. That's a good question, and I, and I think it probably does, or I don't. I, I think I go so far as to say that they're interrelated. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of disturbance, atmospheric disturbance happening that um, literally it was like a switch was flipped on uh, somewhere in the, in the 90s and early aughts. Um, predictable weather started changing and really um, organizations like NOAA uh, have l- looked at that and gone the air movement in Canada is completely different than it ever has been. We used to oh, be able to well, count I, on it, and now we can't. Well, right, because the 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 jet stream has not only moved, but it's weakened. Yes, and it is far and, more easy to disturb and essentially punch through the jet stream than and, it used to and be. And the the scientific consensus is that, and this is where the term global warming really comes from. The scientific consensus is that it's due to the warming of ocean waters, yes. ocean temperatures, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, there there are some very important currents that run deep in the ocean. They're called the thermocline induction currents. Yes, and and what they do is they basically drive um, the movement of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also drive kind of the flow of the oceans and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And well, people happened, people don't get that the ocean that, is connected to the atmosphere and the atmosphere is connected to the ocean. Exactly. And, and these are bones. basically cyclical loops that run deep in the ocean and they're slowing down. And if they stop, it's game over. Yeah, it really is. We're talking about, uh, you know, the, the big thing that's happening here for us is... Again, they're predict they're projecting and predicting that we're going to probably be facing brownouts and blackouts uh, because of our need to protect our power grid uh, because of the uh, the power demand that all these air conditioners are require. I mean, to the point where uh, I I ran out and bought myself a generator because last year between the wildfires that we had that were literally encroaching upon Portland Metro. Uh, they normally are are well well south and uh, well uh, east of us. Um, we we literally had parts of Portland last year in I believe it was September uh, that were under evacuation orders because of the wildfires that we had. Oregon lost 
for the first time in history, over a million acres to wildfires last year. It was horrendous. Um, we were and without power. We were without power from those fires uh, for three days here. And then uh, we got hit by an ice storm. Now, Portland maybe sees two or three days a year of actual snow. It's hilarious. For and it's people for, for, in for, for people like me, for people like me who come from Wisconsin, um, you know, uh, 17 or, or Colorado, yeah, or Colorado <laughs> like Krista, 17 flakes of snow hit the ground and people, drivers here in this town lose <laughs> their collective shit. Yeah, They're just everywhere. Um, this city shuts down. Oh, it does. It does. And one of the things over that one snowflake, one of the things about it is that. Over the last, and I've lived here in Portland since December of 1999, so I'm coming up on about 22 years here. I have noticed a considerable change in the winter patterns. Um, we've been getting more heavy snow. We've been getting well, we've been getting yeah, snow it, that shuts us down, and that is also it, due to climate change. And now it also used to be a snowstorm about every five years. Now we can about every lively. every other year we're getting socked. Yeah, and, at least every other year and, and possibly once a year. And, you know, uh, again, coming from, and you know, Chris, you've got a slightly different experience with this because of the type of snow that Colorado gets versus what Wisconsin gets. Wisconsin yeah, the gets the powdery. Exactly. Wisconsin gets the the sloppy seconds that are generated by the Rockies. Um, and then they, they change over the plains. And, um, you know, I grew up with heavy, wet snow. And at worst, we would get ice storms. Um, and for people who are not familiar, ice storms are really when it's kind of snow. It's snow in the atmosphere, but it hits a thermal layer, converts over to, to liquid rain or to essentially falling slush. But the problem is, is the ground is still at or just below freezing. And so that water hits and it hits something cold and it freezes instantly into a layer of ice. What you wind up getting is power lines that are coated with coated frozen ice. ice. And yeah. windshield wipers, especially. Oh yeah. And, but the thing is, is that we're now getting, this is uh, the, the, the ice storm that we got this past year, this past season in 2020 in February around Valentine's Day. Oh, excuse me. You're right. It was 2021. It was this year. You're right. Thanks for reminding yeah. me of that. Um, we've gotten more of those in the time that I've been living here, and it has in frequency grown every single year I've been here. And again, that is due to climate change as well. Our infrastructure here in the Pacific Northwest is built for the weather of the 1970s, not the 2020s. So when it was really hot this last week, this was a question I was thinking about. It was like, it, was it humid as hell too? No, it was, no. it was, it was, it was like, it, it was, was like walking out into a blast. It was desiccated. I mean, Mark, you ever been in Vegas? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Okay, it so you know, very you know, much of Arizona. Yeah. You know, you know, like in Vegas, when you are walking outside the casino and you walk out that door and yeah. you get hit by the hinges of hell, it literally yeah. feels like being punched with heat. Yeah. The, the weird yeah. thing about this, too, like is like uh, I've been in I've been in Texas in the summers when it's when it's dry, that dry heat. Um, you can walk out in 112 degrees and it's not too bad. So this is why I was asking about. Yeah, no, it's not, not that it's not well, that well, oppressive well, jungle humidity, humidity we get in Wisconsin. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the problem is, is that we're in a transitional area as far as geography and botany goes. We mm -hmm. still have a lot of stuff that grows. We still have, I mean, Portland per, 
per mile has, I think, more trees and more green space than any place else in, in the United States. We have massive trees in our downtown area. When we get hit by that level of of desiccating dryness, I mean, literally right now, we're, you know, eight, 10 days away from that heat stretch. You can walk out on my lawn right now, and it sounds like you're walking through nothing but piles of dried leaves. Everything and, yeah, I guess trees and, and, and plants couple, that are just couple, fried. Yeah. Couple that, fried. Couple that with the fact that Portland has seen nearly zero precipitation i don't think we've seen any significant rain summer. i don't think we've seen any significant rain since the first week of april so guys at this right. point i really want to take a minute and urge everybody to really appreciate your wildland forest fighter hell yeah guys absolutely girls that are out there keep and your head on a swivel look up look down look all around you know as well as i do that complacency kills out there there's gonna be accidents make sure it's not you right. get your money but get home safe well and we're gonna make a pointer to this and that one of ty's uh things that he did in uh, uh in in his past was he was a wildland firefighter and, um, to, you know, to everybody that's listening that might be involved with that process, thank you so much. And from everybody here at Keep Your Hat On, we goddamn well know you are fucking underpaid. I want to make yeah, that very be, water uh, up, man. Yeah, I want to make that so clear. I was reading this morning that we are on rock record for the biggest fire season, uh, particularly in the Northwest. Yeah. Uh, uh, of the century. Yeah. And so like I say, is, I mean, it's to the point bad. where I went out and bought myself a generator because uh, we were uh, from, from the ice storm. We here at KYHO central, uh, we, we were without power for almost a full eight days. And uh, mm -hmm. my partner and I, we, and we lost about a thousand dollars worth of food out of one of our freezers and our refrigerator because we had no juice and we were still trying to work. We had to go and invade Chris's place and work from there because all of eight or nine blocks away where Chris lives, he had power. Um, mm -hmm. But these changes, I hate to use a beaten to death term, but these are kind of the new normal and we need to make changes in order to live this new normal. Like I say, I've got a generator now. I'm probably going to get another one. I was actually, uh, from the last episode, I was, I threw up some video of Ty helping me remove part of my deck. Part of that removal process was I had a bunch of rebar to take out because it was sucked <laughs> into the concrete. I went and got Tell the my, story. I went and got myself uh, I, hey, a shout out to Harbor Freight, the place where you can buy uh, rental tools, but you can own them for the week that they work. Um, and, uh, I always tell people you can go to Harbor Freight, safe things to buy screwdrivers, hammers, pry bars. And that's pretty much where it ends. Uh, if it yep. plugs in, you should treat it as a short-term rental. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but I went out and I got myself, I, I, the grinder that I had wasn't beefy enough. It's a battery powered one. It wasn't beefy enough to go through this rebar. So I went, I got myself a little angle grinder and a couple cutoff discs. And on the day before the heat really hit when it was only 98 degrees, um, I was down there and I was cutting off one of these, one of these rebars, cutting it flush with the concrete. And, uh, there's all sorts of detritus and dried leaves and everything from where the deck used to be that I had swept up. And I am throwing sparks throwing like a sparks fucking in. Roman candle. And Rooster I'm sitting here going, everywhere. 
Yeah. Is this really the why? Do I want to be the guy that lights the neighborhood on fire? And the next time I'm just stopped. I got the hose. I'm hosing everything down. Going, nah, not not today, well, Satan. Not today. Not today. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good for you. You know, Andy, to to sort of crystallize the the bigger point here that that I think you were making is here in Portland, which is generally a relative a little bit mixed, but generally a relatively benign, you know weather patterns yeah our weather uh, is generally inoffensive yeah um we have had three back-to-back climate triggered crises yeah and i would use Portland. the terms climate space, triggered crises specifically i think spaced, you're right spaced approximately four months apart mm-hmm. i mean this is this is yeah. this is huge there wildfires ice storm emerging. and then a heat wave the likes of which we have not ever seen in this environment and, and we're coming into another fire season we're well we're in not, it we're in it they uh, i was just gonna say they uh yeah. they have they have a wildfire down uh in the gorge is that i believe that might be just past uh hood river i think the gorge is contained um, it is but, i know that as of last yeah, week they crossed over they, yeah they crossed over the 50 percent containment uh line oh, yeah. but uh, eagle uh, creek mm-hmm. opened up yeah after the terrible burn that it had uh three uh, years ago yeah two or three years well, ago one of the interesting um, things that was up and our governor has has already declared a state of emergency for yeah they, they declared a state of emergency back in may i believe it, it, it either may or the first week of june but um th- this is kind of, it, it had an interesting result uh though one of the things that portland experiences every fourth of july is the assault of illegally obtained fireworks because the only difference between legitimate fireworks and illegal fireworks here in our area is uh simply crossing over the columbia river into vancouver up i-5 where there are at least a half a dozen permanent installations devoted to nothing but seasonal fireworks sales of stuff that you can't get here in portland wow but there are a number, as soon as you go north of Vancouver up I-5, um, where the installations are, per- they're, they're rigid, permanently built buildings for large organizations to come in and sell fireworks that are legal in Washington for some reason. But um, there was a big publicity push over the last couple weeks running up to the 4th of July saying, not this year, don't do it this year, please mm-hmm. don't do it this year. And, and they did it. And but it, it well, wasn't, actually, but it wasn't nearly as bad. Um, I it was surprisingly effective. Most uh, of what I'd heard, most of what I'd heard on the Fourth of July, um, my partner and I were trying to suss out whether or not it was uh, the the uh, the Portland fireworks or Fort Vancouver fireworks, which is just just north of us as well. It was eerily quiet in the neighborhood. I think I maybe heard two or three go off, and I think part of that is because people walk on their own lawns and go. Oh, no, this isn't this isn't good for yeah, fun. Yeah, this is not, not a good, good idea. Um, and yeah. and and really, also one of the other contributors to this change in attitude here is not this past year, but in nineteen in twenty nineteen in twenty nineteen, we had a major fire in the gorge that was caused by Holy someone shit. throwing an M eighty firework while they were hiking just to be fun. It was a teenager. It burnt. I don't even know what the acre count was, but 50,000 acres. It was a 50,000 acre fire caused by one firework. Um, And it 
nearly burnt down one of our one of our big uh, our big scenic attractions here, and I'll I'll put some video of it up here. Is Multnomah Falls. Multnomah <laughs> Falls has a, a beautiful guest center and is a regular destination. Uh, it's for one of the most photographed waterfalls. Oh, absolutely! Because in, it in is the American that, West. Yeah. It is beautiful. <laughs> it is so epic in its waterfall. I'm sorry for that kid. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. It was a bonehead move. No, I, I don't because I, it was I'm, a bonehead move. But he's got to live with that all his life. I'm sorry. I'm 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 not liability. going. I'm not. Yeah, well, it's parents' li liability. They were on the hook for millions of dollars in both damage and. Uh, paying to contribute. I, I'm sorry, I don't feel for this kid because there were so many things that happened after that incident where there was no show of remorse. Um, there was a lot of lying going on uh, to try to cover tracks. And mm -hmm. it just seemed like there there wasn't enough feeling sorry for what they did. Yeah. And I mean, lives were put at risk. Property, millions and millions of dollars of property were lost. As an, well an as ecosystem was as destroyed. exactly um, one of the other major scenic attractions of that area is simply all the hiking trails that are on the Columbia River Gorge. Eagle Creek. It is absolutely beautiful out there. You've got Vista Point and Crown Ridge and all those places up by uh, up by. Uh, I mean, the, the Columbia River Gorge people uh, in other parts of the country don't realize just how epically beautiful it is and seeing mm. the huge. Uh, the Columbia River rolling, and then getting out to places like Hood River, where where windsurfing was invented, yeah. all all that was put at risk because somebody decided to do something that they knew that they knew and they were told and warned about that they knew was not something that they should be doing in that environment at that time, and they did it anyways. Rob, yeah. um, what I was going to say was Eagle Creek. One of the reasons that that hasn't reopened or just recently reopened, one of the, the delays of it. And one of the things that people don't think about is uh, the after effects of a fire. So that got burned over. And because it got burned over, there was no vegetation to hold the soil yeah. during the rains. So a large so you part get erosion. And we had was we, mudslides, and not just had, erosion. No. It was just straight mudslides. We had mud and rock slides last year because of that in a way that we've not been dealing with. Remember, there was a huge chunk of what is it? Uh, was it Old State Road One? The the yeah. one, yeah, that was washed out. There were hundred year old bridges that were destroyed because of that of the destabilization of the gorge. Uh, but uh, again, I want to circle back and and say to all our friends who are fighting fires and doing fire support. Uh, there are so many people involved with that process in a place like here where we've got so much forest. Uh, we we thank you so much for your efforts and for literally putting your lives on the line to help protect us. And we're doing everything in our power as just citizens to say, you know what, government, these people deserve more than than the people that are working at a big box retailer, uh, you know, carrying bags of sand. <clears throat> these people are our heroes and these people are our backstop. And we here at KYHO. Uh, you know, want to keep spreading the word about your efforts. And again, from us, literally hats off to you. Tell you what, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and actually start the show with a bunch of fascinating shit. But meanwhile, you're watching and listening to keep your hat on the show where we don't know where we're going to go and neither do you. And that's Dr. Mark and that's Ty or Burnt Tony. 
And that is Chris, and we'll be right back after this message. Don't go nowhere. Bye. We'll be right back. Really. You're tuned to NBBN. The Narrow Band Broadcast Network. The focus is on you. Hey everybody, Michael, your stalwart announcer here. The voice of the Keep Your Hat On podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the shows we put out every month and the bonus goofiness we try and throw in. If you do, we'd really appreciate your support. While we'd love it if you could help us out with a monthly donation by heading over to patreon.com nbbn, please don't forget that you can also support us by telling your friends, relatives, the hot Amazon delivery guy, hell your potted fern, about the show, and do the like, click, and subscribe thing. That's free, and it helps us out more than you might suspect. We just want to keep putting something good out into this bananas world at this extra bananas time. And we want you along for the ride. No matter what, thanks so much for audio visualizing. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back on Keep Your Hat On. Peter oh, look, Stone. there's Dr. Mark now. <laughs> Wait, am I in here? Hey, yeah. Dr. Mark, good to, good to see you. Oh, we, had a problem. we had a problem with the replicator circuits. Yeah. Wow. So anyways. Man, Ty, what's in these, man? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, last time you get one of those from me, huh? Yeah. Or maybe not. Pufferfish toxin. The rest of them. That's yeah. what this is. Pufferfish toxin. I'm sucking it with my blowhole. Anyways, <laughs> folks, sorry. We had, a, we had a little bit of a technical glitch. and Good by night, tech, folks. By technical glitch, of course, I mean I forgot to hit record. So um, we've got Dr. Mark visibly with us now. This portion of our podcast is brought to you by the Chilling app. Now, the Chilling app is an app that you can download on your phone, either on your iPhone or on your Android phone, that lets you listen to creepy, scary stories and and other types of horror-based entertainment for people who have trouble falling asleep with the dulcet tones of uh, rain or the ocean in their ears. Now, full disclosure... (laughs) I do voiceover work for the Chilling app, and I'm very proud to be associated with them. And if you're interested in hearing me read you creepy shit, uh, you can go to thechillingapp.com. That is thechillingapp.com. Get information, or you can just go straight to the Apple Store or the uh, Play Store on your Android phone and download the Chilling app for free. And one of the things that I'm doing starting uh, in the next couple weeks is I am doing a serialized reading of the original version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, and I'm very excited about that because that's one of my favorite stories of all time. And uh, I, I'm very honored to be able to be the one reading it. But again, if you're interested, go show some love and support for The Chilling App at thechillingapp.com. And now it's over to tie. There you go. It's over to tie with 
Well, you did it again, Ty. Um, not, not only have we pissed off, at one point in time, we pissed off everybody in Australia. Now what are we doing? Oh, hey, we're going to piss off all the birds. <laughs> or at least all the people uh, who like birds. Or the people that are, or, or the birds that are real. Okay, okay. You, 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 know how that, you know how that ends, right? I mean, you've seen Alfred Hitchcock. It never ends yeah. well. No. It never ends well. So what do you got? So, uh, you know, this is kind of similar to the uh, Australia thing. Right. Maybe. So uh, we got this, this kid, uh, 20-something-year-old student, uh, university student down in, I believe, Tennessee... Back in 2017, he's at he's out with some friends. There's a uh, this is back in the women's you know with the women's rallies. He just wanted to hold up a sign, so he said he held up a sign that said "Birds are not real." Oh yeah, and it has taken off uh, right now, like a bird um, in flight. <laughs> yeah, like a bird in flight, or. Like a not bird in flight. Okay. Uh, basically, the government has systematically eliminated almost all birds. Well, we can stick a pin in that, and I can come back to that in a, yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. But almost all birds, and now all birds are actually drones. Now, this was all done in like <laughs> since 1957 to two or. To 1975 was the systematic replacement. The, the, the culling of all live birds and the replacement with drones that didn't actually exist back then because yeah, we could wear Drone technology was so abundant. Absolutely. Were there aliens involved in this? Ah, there you go. Uh, give me a minute. I'm sure I could fit it Somebody in. Somebody say it, please. Yeah, it's no, never I, I just, fucking aliens. It's never fucking aliens. I'll uh, say it. There it is. It's never fucking aliens. <laughs> Here's the deal. I love some good conspiracy theories, uh, but I was sharing with Andy that they're just not built like they used to. No, uh, they're really not. They are so fly by this night. This is not Sorry. Project Paperclip. This right? is not Project Blue Book. <laughs> this is not part of the you know Magnificent Twelve. Uh, uh, or the this is the Blunderberg Group. Or Project, yeah, right. Uh, um, and you're saying that the, the the removal of the birds started back in like the 50s and 60s. Is that what? The, that's what he's saying in the website. I yeah, just. I just remember as a kid in the 70s i couldn't even get a decent remote control airplane to work right yeah yeah and now now the birds when they're resting on the power lines they're not really just hanging out on the power lines they're, they're surveilling you they're, they're, they're recharging, recharging. They're recharging they're the batteries now uh cordless when recharging a, when, when a awesome. bird shits on your car that's yes. a tracking device. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's so obvious now, right? Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't see it before. That's because I, I wiped it off my that. windshield. I gotta say though, the reason that I, I say that this is is um, uh, somewhat of a Australia doesn't exist thing is uh, this is all really tongue in cheek. If you go down to the, if you go to the website and. I, I really, I don't even know. Uh, I was just, want. yeah. Do we want to ask you that? Do we want? Do we really to? want to link to it? I don't know. Yeah, you no, can you can find I it tell you what, own. dear it's listener slash, hard. yeah, dear listener slash viewer, <laughs> perform due diligence <laughs> on uh, your own. Really, Go for it. <laughs> it's really tongue in cheek. I mean, it's really hard to not see this has a farcical uh, comment yeah. commentary on on like uh, other other. Um, 
Oh. Other conspiracies that shall it's not be named. It's always funny until somebody pokes an eye out. Right? Well, yeah. you know, and, and then it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is that you're saying that this this supposed conspiracy is, is long-lived and is 50-some years old at this point. But in you and I talking, neither one of us could come up with any sort of origination point of this myth since until really recently and di did you get a chance to go into the wayback machine and uh and, and i did and i couldn't find anything um so he's kind of slipped this cat has kind of slipped over some interviews at one point he says that it's 70 years old at some, one point he says it's 50 years old oh, so he's wow. been really inconsistent with his story which is one of the little holes i I got into his website uh, or, or the poultry. And there's this thing called Poultry Gate. Apparently, they have leaked emails. Leaked emails. These emails. This is, this is nothing. Hang but, on. This I'm going to keep you laughing. Yeah, okay. Oh, please do. These emails uh, um, uh, are from the Hollywood elites, the A-listers. Oh, uh, he's hitting all the keywords. Servers and burner emails. People like... Kevin Sorbo and Clay uh, Aiken. These are the agencies that we're talking about here. Okay. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's a crazy uh, right wing nut these days. One of the uh, one. I actually don't think that he's crazy. I don't think that he's right wing. Uh, um, one of one of his claims, however, stupid. is the government has hollowed out countless mountains in the U.S. Yeah. So at that point, you're they're using you're they're using the inter the the in empty innards uh uh has to build these bird drones oh. and to complete this massive renovation project renovation because the mountain wasn't good enough as it stood we need to, right. we need after, to renovate it out, get it up to snuff right exactly only in, only in america you know who they used to do this right all this all this renovation after they hollow it out ty pennington from Extreme Makeover. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's the guy that's been recruited, according to this website. So everything is shiplap and reclaimed uh, pallet wood on the inside. Yeah, yeah, and there's exactly. a And there's exactly. a banquette, you know. <laughs> totally government issue. <laughs> government issue banquettes. Okay, so a question for you. Uh, oh, there's um, so many questions for you, Ty. Well, oh, there are so it many. It does but, not end. But, imagine but, not. But, Go ahead, but, Chris. There's, there's more? This, oh, there's does more. Does this conspiracy name a specific government agency that's driving it, or is it just generically <laughs> the government? Department now, of I was reading a little dude. bit about their history, or, or their claimed history. Yeah, which their supposed history, find, yeah exclusively on their website ah, uh, uh and it begins with the the creation of the cia well it's in comic now, sans right it's <laughs> yeah, it is it is no, it took it, we got to take it seriously it's in copper plate it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> no it's an impact mm, impact <laughs> hey i like impact Boom, bum, i love impact anyway uh, let's uh, get off but, of plants <laughs> yeah at any rate i regress uh uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should have put a joke in there, but the I didn't. CIA, but he seems to indicate that the CIA was created to uh, watch fellow Americans on American soil. My understanding, uh, the CIA was created and has actually, since its initial writer, 
only been allowed to do surveillance outside. Yeah, the FBI is the one spying on exactly. us here in, in, in exactly. our backyard. So there's all this this convoluted uh, and this. I mean, so they're not CIA birds; they're FBI birds. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Well, that makes sense then. I'm a yeah. lot more and, and the big revelation right. that came from from this uh, poultry gate that I found really amazing. <laughs> the government is holding, and I'm quoting here: the government is holding an unknown amount of chicken farms where they continue to breed real organic chickens, as opposed to fake unorganic chickens. Anyway. It goes on to say we need to, we need to keep cranking out McNuggets. So yeah. yeah, the reason for this is unknown at this time. <laughs> Hello, oh, sorry, Chick Fil A. Other than that, it has been. It has to do with the pleasure. What? What? What pleasure? What pleasure? Uh, oh, anyway, we're getting, continuing. This is a massive revel- revelation for the birds aren't real movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason we have dubbed this entire leak Poultry Gate. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They're, so, they're, so basically, they're, they're replacing f- all these birds with drones, uh, but they're keeping some hidden poultry farms but okay we're not really a couple what. problems present themselves to me number one the best things for the fbi to do would be to make sure that when you eat a chicken mcnugget you are swallowing a tracking device so i don't buy that the turk or the chickens are real and also <laughs> everybody knows that if you buy a drone anytime fucking forever it's already made in china so mm. it, yeah. this this is this is not yeah. this is not the fbi this is china are you yeah. saying the oh, birds there are made you go. in China? There you go. Birds are made in China. I am I am to the point now where I am off my rocker and I'm going to buy into this whole conspiracy theory because, well, frankly, I have nothing better to do with my time. And I don't viewers. believe in facts. Oh, so, listen, let's ask our viewers right now, and I just put this up on Facebook. Let's just start using the hashtag poultrygate. And uh, see hashtag. what happens. Well, I let's just put happens. it up, and let's see. What they're actually, it's recognized, Oof. and yeah. it goes back to the website. So, did, it, did it say um, how many uh, hashtag poultry gates have been mentioned? Where where are we in the sea of disinformation right now? Oh, uh, few, po- a poultry gate. It says right now fewer than a thousand. Posts. Okay, but still, here's the thing, and uh, I mean, topped. we're we're all laughing about this right now. Oh yeah, but just on hasn't mentioned it yet. But just yeah, well, but just was, two weeks ago, couple- just two weeks ago. There was a protest. I think it was in the, the southern Midwest, so it might be down. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So hundreds and hundreds of people showed up with signs supporting the birds aren't real. Consp- <laughs> yeah. We've so run out of shit earlier, to protest. <laughs> earlier this year, uh, on Instagram, they had about 296,000 followers. Shut the on front door. TikTok. On TikTok, they have about 353,000 followers. Uh, So this thing is actually taking off. uh, And there's independent chapters that are actually popping up in, you know, Arkansas. I mean, separate factions. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fake bird militia. The gourd. You know, it's... 
it's we're we've run out of things to be uh conspiratorial about i'm 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 like so completely befuddled by all of this uh i'm 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 still trying to get my head around whether uh, the people promoting this theory are doing so out of well gen- genuine belief. No, because here's the thing: We're, if it's Ty if and I are going to pull the sheet off of this, because one of the things that we talked about today that really is kind of the 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 crack in the underbelly of this story is that there's merchandise. When you get on the web page, oh, when you get on the web page, the first things that you'll see are uh, a mention of Patreon. Uh, and then going straight into the merch. That's why I think I don't think this guy is right wing. He's oh, he's no. actually he's fun man. He's, he was he was an English English slash philosophy. Oh, student. see, no good comes from that. That's fact. Well, you know, there's, the, there's the I think actually maybe skills, he saw an opportunity right? to to fleece gullible masses. He yeah. he was he was uh, he started out with some experiment. Uh, saw oh. the the revenue potential, oh, um, and I think the guy's got a he's got a really really good. Uh, uh, he could have a good career in media, yeah, or marketing, and, yeah, and marketing. Mar- he's PR. he's all spin, Absolutely. yeah. But yeah. Um, it's it's interesting to me that this started. Pardon the use of the term. Started taking off after the air started escaping from the QAnon movement. People are so lost right now. There are hundreds of thousands of people who are completely and utterly disillusioned. There's no basement in a pizza parlor where, you know, children are being eaten sacrificially. They had to go somewhere else. And this guy just looked and went like this. Fake birds. Yeah, just, the world right. needs fake birds in their life right, right now. Right. Well, And, and, <laughs> and I've and got the just, coffee mug for you. Not not just QAnon, but uh, Flat Earth. Um, so many of I them. I mean, uh, the, it, Flat Earth is collapsing in on itself because they actually started conducting real legitimate scientific experiments. And well, at least in person, I don't know how legitimate I don't know how legitimate the science experiments are, but there have been those people. Yeah, there have been people going out trying to find the ice wall. There are people that have been going out and they're disappearing over the. No, no, I'm I'm talking talking about honest to God, like engineering experiments, because there are a group of engineers who uh, have latched on to this thing and and have been trying to prove it. It makes me Uh, so sad that there's any money being spent by scientists to to reprove this to people. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I have been buzzed by uh, a military drone. I, I've I've seen it. Yeah, I've I've heard it. Did I've it have feathers? It 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 blinked at me, but it was not a bird. Did you get pooped on? <laughs> I, I did not get pooped on. You did not track. I ran pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, that kind of scared the thing. And I was on the phone at the time. It's like, oh, great! Now they're picking up my conversation. Well, you know, this is this is this all goes back to the thing. And Chris and I and many people in the information sphere uh, know this very well. And that is, you're just not that interesting. I mean, not you personally, Ty. I find you fascinating, and the way your brain works is a never-ending marvel to me. But um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it was kind of a compliment. I meant it kind of as a compliment. By the way, that'll be that's coming up next time here. I keep your hat on. And uh, I'm going to dovetail this. 
See what I did um, with the fact that we've got merchandise for you people. If you would like to, so thanks. See how it's so smooth. I glided right in. You can support us on Patreon. And you can support us on Patreon. You can support the great and marvelous KYHO conspiracy. Oh, that hypocrisy. By going to patreon.com slash NBBN, or you can go to our website at kyhopodcast.com slash shop and pick up some of our groovy merchandise you too can actually literally keep your hat on while listening to keep your hat on but gosh folks we've done it again um thank you so much for hanging in with us we've had some technical difficulties uh for the people who've been watching they've seen that for you people who are listening we're just fine but until next time everybody make sure to keep your hat on that's dr mark that's chris that's ty i'm andrew and we're the hats telling you remember keep your hat on we may end up miles from here take care everybody wear your masks get your shots help out your fellow man and we'll see you next time thanks a lot everybody bye-bye well there's a chunk of time you can't get back from portland oregon this has been keep your hat on a big little show about a whole lot of nothing in particular Keep Your Hat On is a narrowband broadcast network production in association with PodSquadPDX.com. Andrew Scott, executive producer. Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano, associate producers. Our theme music was written and produced by Andrew Scott, along with help from Ron Kajawa. Website design and maintenance by Vacano Creative, Chris Vacano Webmaster. Available at VacanoCreative.com. Audio and video production by Andrew Scott, available at andrewscottmedia.com. Got ideas or comments for the show? Email us at talkback at kyhopodcast.com. And don't forget to like, click, and subscribe. On behalf of the boys, I'm your announcer, Michael Brumage. Thanks for listening. Uh, I guess. NBBN. The Narrow Band Broadcast Network. The focus is on you.